Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. I want to preach today on the more abundant life because I truly believe we've just been living. And we're not, we don't have that more abundant life. See, this is scriptural. And I'm going to show you in the scripture where that is. And so Jesus came not only to save us, he came to fill us. Right? Just getting salvation is not enough, saints. That's just the first step. That, that's it. You just came to the cross. But I want to talk about what's behind the cross. See, behind that cross is where all the work gets done. Uh, in the book of Acts, Jesus said, he said, the things that he came to do and to teach. See, he died on the cross. He said, it is finished, but the work of the ministry had just began. So he paid the cost for redemption, but we have to get the work done. Come on. Are you ready to get the work done? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready to get the work done. Just lift your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm ready to get the work done. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Let's go to John 10.10. John 10.10. This is a very familiar passage of scripture that people have read, reread, preached on, re-preached. And so I want to read it to you in your hearing. Because there's something here I want to pull out that you can see. So John 10. I wanted to start at verse 10, but I, I can't do it. I got to start at verse 1. I'm sorry. Y'all know how I am. I just love the scriptures. When you get there, say, I have it. For the Bible says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So in other words, saints of God, the Bible is clear. If you try to come some other way rather than the door, we know who the door is. Jesus said, I am the door. Matter of fact, he said, I am the sheepfold and the door. And so Jesus is not only the door, he's also the shepherd. He's the door through the crucifixion, but he's the shepherd through the resurrection. And so you got to understand that if you try to come another way, you are a thief and a robber. You can't get there through Jehovah's Witnesses. That, that is a thief and a robber. Anything that declares that you can get to the Father any other way besides Jesus Christ, you are a thief and a robber. Now, there's a difference between a thief and a robber. Amen. Now, I used to be a little bit of a thief, but there's a thief. <laughs> I've been delivered, praise the Lord. And so a thief will take your stuff when, when you don't know it, right? They just lift stuff. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They just take stuff. Some of y'all was thieving last week when you took your company's pens. But uh, anyway, but we ain't going to go there. Praise the Lord. And so, so there's a thief. A thief will take your stuff. You don't realize it. But let me, a robber will take your stuff in your face. Right? So you are a thief and a robber if you try to come another way other than through Jesus Christ. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So drop down to verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door. He wanted to confirm who he was. And we need to know who he is. Yeah, we got to Jesus in a multiplicity of ways, but there's only one way to get to the Father. Amen, somebody. He said, I am the door. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. There is nothing else. There's no other way to get to the Father. You got to get through Jesus Christ. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. But look at verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life. A lot of Christians stop right there. To me, this part is just salvation. See, when you, when your spirit comes alive through salvation, the Bible declares that it's called newness. Come on, talk to me. You know the word, newness of life. That, that's the life. But Jesus didn't stop there because in my Bible, there's a comma, not a period. A comma means there's a slight hesitation, but there's more coming. I came to tell somebody there's more coming. Don't worry about it. If, it hesita if the blessing hesitates, don't worry about it. There's more coming. He said, I am come that you have life and that you have it not abundantly, but 
my, 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 my. For some reason, when I read that thing last night, that word more just exploded in my shanana because I saw that God does not want me to settle with just salvation. He wants me to live the more abundant life. Come on, somebody. That's more than just money. If God gives me the check, fine. But if he doesn't, fine. Though he slay me. I'm still going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him when he says yes, and I'm going to trust him when he says no, because I'm living the more abundant life. I don't need to have a whole lot of blessings as long as I know I'm going to heaven. See, the most important thing is, is your name written in the book. Glory to God. I'm sorry. I got, I'm getting a little happy. Getting a little happy. I'm supposed to be doing the confessions, but I got to give you this word. So, so, so let's stop right there. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Is this all right so far? All right. I'm going to apologize ahead of time for screaming. Hallelujah. Boy, I got some fire in my belly. Glory, glory, glory. I, I hope that the, at the end of this service that there is a stirring inside of you. And you know it's not gas. It's going to be something more incredible that's going on inside of you. That, that God is going to touch you in a real way. He's going to release something in you that's been dormant for a long time. Uh, there's something that's going to be. There's an expectation inside of you that's going to come forth like never before. And I pray that the word that goes forth is more of a prophetic word that speaks to the prophecy that's inside your belly. Because God said that before I form you in the belly... I knew you. So in other words, when you were in the belly, God put something in your belly. Something was placed in my belly when I was in my bed in the belly of my mother. Glory to God. And that's what God wants to bring alive today. This, this is more than just coming to church and raising our hands. This, this, this is about living that powerful life, the anointed life. This is, this is a life of holiness and righteousness that we're talking about right here. Amen, somebody. And so, so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, one of the most, my favorite scriptures in the world. Therefore, somebody say therefore. See, when you see the word therefore, you got to ask yourself, what is it there for? That means that something before this was said, but I can't go there right now because it'll take me off track. Because I, 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 I don't want to be like Alice in Wonderland and take you down those rabbit trails. So I want to stay on point. He said, therefore, therefore, if any man, black, white, Hispanic, Cuban, Russian, Australian, Asian, if any man be in Christ, he's new. I'm so glad he made me new. Amen. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things. See, if any man be in Christ, that's the life. All things made new, that's the more abundant life. Somebody said, take it up a notch. See, I want God to take it up a notch in my life. I can't just settle where I am right now, right? I can't just settle being an average Christian, an average pastor, an average man of God, an average husband, an average father. I'm not, I don't want average. I want a more abundant life. I want you to look at my life and you go, that brother's really living what he's preaching. We, we got too many people coming in on Sunday morning talking about me and my wife getting a divorce. No, 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 no. That ain't happening because, first of all, as a man of God, I got to have my house straight first. How can I lead the house of God if I don't have my own house straight? Amen. And so we should be a representation. You should look at me in Elaine's life and know that I'm going to treat the church right because I treat her right. Amen. You can look at her until she's blessed. Look at her face. You know she's blessed. We ain't playing about it. That's a blessed woman. And then if you don't think she is, look at this other one right here. She's my second wife. She's blessed, too. Amen. You know, you know, I have to be doing something right when I got two blessed Holy Ghost filled women that's by my side. Come on, somebody. And so because I don't I don't treat them wrong, I'm not going to treat you wrong. Now, I might say some stuff that might hurt your feelings because I say stuff to hurt their feelings. I'm a man. Amen. But I don't do it intentionally. I don't intentionally set out to hurt anybody. But if I give you the truth and that hurts your feelings, I don't, I don't apologize for it. Why? Because the truth is the only thing that has set us free, saints of God. 
Amen. You guys agree with that? All right. So I forgot about the confessions. Y'all want to do these confessions? Because I, I like to do these confessions because faith comes by hearing. Amen. And this is why sometimes it's vitally important that you speak the scriptures out loud to yourself. Don't just pray in silence. Pray out loud. Let yourself hear what you're praying because you got to have faith in what you're saying. Come on, somebody. Because when you hear it yourself, then you get faith in it. Faith comes by hearing. When I preach to you, it hits your inner ear. But when you when you say things to yourself, it hits your I'm sorry. When I preach to you, it hits your outer ear. My bad. It hits your outer ear. But when you speak it, it's your inner ear and that's why you got to begin to recite the things that you hear preached and the word of God so that you can get it in your spirit I can teach it all day long but what I teach is not something that you just you you got to catch what I'm teaching because it's deeper than just a normal little sermon I, 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 I stopped preaching sermons and started giving messages and because I'm giving you messages you got to repeat what the word of God is saying I don't preach out of biases. I don't preach out of, out of hurt feelings because I ain't hurt by nobody. I've forgiven everybody. You know what? Uh, people that stab me in my back, they're forgiven. I don't care because God is still using me to do great things. Come on, somebody. You better let those people go. Let them go. Forgive them and move on. Amen. All right, let's do these confessions. Oh, righteous Father, thank you for separating me to receive great grace and great power. Fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. My heart is good ground and cannot be infiltrated or penetrated with the devil's seeds. I am a contagious carrier of the power, the purpose, the passion, and the potential of God. I believe you will supply all of my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Therefore, I am not need-based. I am a supplier. I'm not man-centered. I am God-centered. I'm not an orphan. I'm a son. I am redeemed. I am the blood washed. I am holy. I am righteous. I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. One of the things we got to remember is bad principles are always the root of bad practices. What you are putting in yourself right now will determine how you live your life. And see, you got to put good stuff in in order for good stuff to come out. But if you're listening to the wrong people, you're reading the wrong things, you, you, you're watching social media for you to figure out if you're going to have a good day or not. These, these are bad principles, see? Those principles will dictate to you how you're going to live or if you're going to have joy. But the Bible says joy comes from the inside not from the outside so I can't look at social media I can't look at the news I can't look at what's going on around the world and politics to get my joy because my joy comes from the inside because your joy is about Jesus for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross I don't believe Jesus was happy about the cross but I believe he took joy that knowing on the other side he will be with his father again see you don't have to have joy that bad things are happening but you can take joy that even in the midst of them happening, they, it won't remove the smile off of your face. Come on, somebody. Come on, y'all been through some hell. You've been through some betrayals. You've been through people stabbing you in the back. You've been through family members walking away from you. You've been through your body just beginning to trip, you know, and you just start acting up in places that it didn't usually act up. Come on, somebody. You, you, you've been around companies that turn their backs on you. You've been, you people have, have forgotten about you. People talking bad about you on your job. Come on. There's a lot of things that you've been through, but let me tell you something. That don't make you. See, God, God can always use a situation to make you better. God don't always bring the situation, but God can use the situation. That's why the Bible said all things work for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Not all things feel good, but all things can work for your good. Come on, somebody. See, God can put you in a situation and he can take a job away from you. I'm a living witness of that. He can take a job away from you, but he might be trying to get something out of you. Or he might be trying to get you out of a situation that you might not even know about. Because when he got me out of that situation, a couple of years later, the whole group was let go. And so God was protecting me, even though I lost the job, but I didn't lose God. See, don't make sure that whatever you lose in life, just don't lose God. 
People are going to walk away from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to treat you bad. They're going to deny things that you know are yours. You're not going to get the promotion. You might not get the check, but just don't lose God in the midst of it. Amen. See, this is, this is more than just life. I want to live the more abundant life. Uh, anybody with me here this morning? Notice, I want to show some things here about this, this slide, this scripture here about the thief comes. See, notice the thief, the word, the word is kleptes, kleptes. That's the Greek word, kleptes. That's, it means an embezzler. It's a false teacher. It's an embezzler and a false teacher. I know a lot of people um, will put this thief as the devil. But Jesus from verse 1 was not talking about the devil. And I don't believe he's talking about the devil here either. He was talking about somebody, somebody, somebody trying to come another way. That person is an embezzler and a false teacher. The whole text is about being a good shepherd. But some shepherds are embezzlers and false teachers. We're going we're gonna to keep the text in context. Right? Now, if God wants to bless you really good, he'll use a person. Let me say that one more time. Listen, let me help you, saints. Money is not going to drop out of the sky. It's a lie to say, ooh, I gave my tithe on Sunday and the check was in the mailbox on Monday. That check was already mailed last week. God is not a counterfeiter. He is not going to counterfeit cash for you. He's not going to drop money out of the sky for you. When God gets ready to bless you, he's going to use a vehicle. He's going to use something. That's why you got to have more than one business. You need to have at least three or four things. You got to have something that God can funnel some money through. He is not a counterfeiter. So you got to have a way for God to bless you. When the woman was poor and broke and she couldn't pay her bills, he said, go get all of the empty pots. God said, go get a vehicle. And when you got a vehicle, I'll pour out my blessings that you will not have room enough to receive. And as long as there was an empty container, the oil kept flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. And as soon as she ran out of empty containers, as soon as you run out of being empty for God, he stops flowing. See, the vessel is you. The moment you come to church, are you full of yourself? God can't fill a full vessel. And you coming in here talking about, oh, God, I want to be anointed. He said, you're too full. He said, you need to empty out. You need to give me some glory. You need to worship me. You need to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. See, that comes from the Greek word, of, which is the verb klepto. We've heard that word before because we get the English word kleptomaniac. That's a person who can't help themselves. They got to steal. That's the devil. Amen. So he uses people because they, those people would try to steal your joy. They would, they would try to kill your anointing and they would try to destroy your life. I'm talking about people. Since we're trying to put everything on the devil, we miss the fact that devil, the devil uses people. These are the ones that's trying to kill you. They're being influenced by the devil. The thief, the one that comes another way. The thief can be a pastor. It can be a Christian that comes to church. Oh, my God, my God, my God. See, that's the truth of the matter. Since we're trying to put everything on the devil. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you don't escape this because you can be a thief. You might try to come some other way besides Jesus. I thought this was a mature church. I thought I was preaching to the mature church. And so since this is a mature church, we know what we're talking about here, right? Say, oh, I'm not a thief. Come on, come on. I am. Oh, unless. Wait, but hold on, hold on. Unless you are a thief, let me pray for you right now. Let me lay my hands on you and praise the Lord and just deliver you. But since you're not, come on, come on. I am not a thief and I am not a robber. No, that's not you. That's not your testimony because you live in a more abundant life. You don't have time to steal something when God has his best for you. Why are you trying to take something from somebody else when God says all you got to do is come to my cross? He said my blessings are new every day. My benefits are new every day. You just go right back to the cross where you got your salvation. God said I got benefits for you that will never run out because my arm is unlimited. I hope I'm talking to the right church because I, I don't know if you're going to live it or not, but I am. I'm going to live the more abundant life. And listen, I ain't going to apologize for you, to you for it either. No, when you look at me, you look at my family, you say, oh, yeah, they're blessed. I, we are because we live the more abundant life. Amen, somebody. 
But 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 listen, just, just don't make the mistake that things declare the more abundant life. I'm not talking about things because things come and go. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about I live the more abundant life on the inside that the devil can attack my body like he did when he filled me with cancer, but I still got joy. I can still come to church and preach uh, like Chastity is sitting right back there right now. She still have to do chemo, but she has joy in her heart. That's the more abundant life that I'm talking about. That when you do go in there to get chemo, you got your head held up high because you know God has got your back. Woo! Glory to God, Jesus comes. See, you notice the devil and the people that are, are succumbed by him, they came to take life from you. No, I came to give you life. See, out of my belly should be flowing something inside of you. I should be speaking life to you right now. We got to speak life, not death. See, we got to make sure that we're speaking faith-filled words, not fear-filled. See, you got to stop speaking to yourself death. Stop killing yourself with your own words. And don't worry about what somebody else said about you. That didn't make you. Come on, saints. You got to start speaking life to yourself. You got to start speaking the word of God to yourself. You got to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You got to say, God has called me for greatness. You got to say, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to become the sons of God. You got to know that no word from God is void of power, that it will accomplish exactly what he sent it. You know you are a word from the word, so you are the word to be accomplished because he called you by name. He gave your name, which is a word. You are the word being sent by the word. Because when you put the words together, they become sentences. You put the sentences together, they come, become paragraphs. And you are the epistle being written right now. So something on your life. People should be reading something off of your life to say that that is a person that's following Christ right there. See, that should be enough of the Holy Ghost inside of you. They begin to motivate other people and say, you got something that I need. My God, my God. Jesus comes to give you more abundant life. It's that word, uh, perisos, over and above, overflowing life. I know we preach about overflowing, but man, you got to have the word in you to overflow. You can't, if you don't have the word, you can't overflow. Overflow is just not something that comes upon you. You got to work for the overflow. It's just not going to come easily, and you can't just keep it. You're going to have to work to keep it, just like you got to work out your salvation. Come on, somebody. With, with, with fear and trembling, what does that mean? That means I got to work hard. It was easier getting it than keeping it. Now I, I just got to stay saved. You got you to gotta work not to cuss people out. I'm telling you, I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care if you can hop out, top, top, buy me a Kawasaki and a Cadillac all around the church. But you got to work not to say something mean and nasty. You got to work not to be selfish. You got to work not to be conniving. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I know. I'm, I hope I'm not by myself, man. I had to work. Come on, somebody. I got to work because I work with people's. I work with peoples, and when you work with peoples, boy, they will test that last nerve that you've been trying to hide behind. You put that one nerve, that one nerve that's way in the back, that one that just that's trembles like this, and you say, Lord, if they step on that one nerve, I'm going to lose my mind up in here. See, 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 that's what I'm talking about. You got to work. You got to work to stay in the overflow. You're just not going to stay in the overflow. Boy, I wish I had somebody hit those keys on me this morning. Praise the Lord. <laughs> life, life, life. That word life means active, vigorous. You, see, you got you to gotta have some passion, saints. One thing, you might say I'm a crazy joker, but one thing you're going to say, I got a lot of passion. And I do. And if you don't think I got a lot of passion, you ask her. <laughs> I'm a passionate man. She married me because I'm passionate. Amen. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about everything I do. When I preach, I preach with passion. When I serve, I serve with passion. I don't just serve just to get something done. I serve with passion. Come on, somebody. 
I'm not serving to get acknowledgement from anybody. I serve to get acknowledgement from God. And as long as God can see what I do, I don't care what man sees and what man does not see because I'm not serving man. I'm serving the God. I'm serving the Lord. Come on. You're serving the Lord. And the Bible says you serve unto the Lord. So what if nobody recognizes you? Get over it. God recognizes what you do. And that's enough for me right there. That's enough for me. You're putting too much control in the hands of other people. Don't nobody have to recognize me. My job don't have to recognize me. I know what I'm doing. God will bless you in spite of people. He'll move people out of the way so that you can get blessed. Paul and Silas, they was in a jail cell. They began to sing and sing praises unto the Lord. And the Bible said, and the prisoners heard them. And the foundation of the jail began to rock and reel. God said, I'll break up in a jail cell to get the two people that's praising me. You just go into that bathroom. You begin to lift your hands and say, Lord, you know all of these people have been here crazy. But I bless the Lord at all times. I'm telling y'all too much of what I do. Man, I have to, I have to get alone. I have, to, I have to go for a walk sometimes. I have to speak in tongues under my breath sometimes. Come on, somebody. And see, and the spirit of the Lord has to come back. Because, come on, you don't, you don't operate in the spirit 24 hours a day. If you think you do, you lying to yourself. Don't nobody, me and Elaine don't walk around the house with a halo on. <laughs> speaking in tongues all day long. Oh, no, no, no. We work just like you do. We got a job. Somebody say job. job. Yeah, you want a job? Look at the book of jobs. So you can go, go there and get a job. And so we have a job. We work with people just like you do. We, we're not sitting at home. The church don't pay us a salary. We work for a living. I work hard for a living. Don't ever question where I live. I pay for it. You don't question what I drive. I pay for it. And I work hard for my money. I don't apologize to nobody in this church. I've worked hard to get to where I am. I've worked hard to bless my family. And I'm not going to apologize to nobody to have a blessed family. I ain't punking out on my family. No, 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 no. They were here before this church was here. So I'm going to bless them. Amen, somebody. See, and I expect that out of every man. That's why you need to hang around us. The men need to understand what it means to be a Christian alpha male because we got too many betas in this world. You know what a beta male is? A beta male can't teach a man to be an alpha. I don't even need to preach on that a little bit. I don't even, y'all already know where I'm going with that. So let me, let's get back to this abundant life. <laughs> y'all want some more of this? Are you sure? See, when we start talking about this abundant life, this active and vigorous and blessed. See, it's, it's, this is amazing, saints. Active life, a vigorous life. Whatever you do, you should do it with passion. If, if you're going to if you're going to start a business, you should start that business with passion because people who said they're going to start with you, they're going to leave you. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. They're they, they, they going to pat you on the back. Child Richard, woo, you start that business. I'm going to be right there with you. You just let me know what you need, Richard. As soon as you call him on the phone. Hey, I'm getting ready to start that business. You know, I got something. I mean, my, my mama calling me for something. They're going to be gone, brother. People telling me in the lane, boy, you in the lane start that church? We're going to be right there with you. Woo, for the spirit of the Lord is on you. Pat me on the back. The spirit of the Lord is on you. You're going to do great things for the Lord. I can see God all over you. You're going to do great things for the Lord. We started this church. We're like, where are these people at? <laughs> I had to get ghetto. Where y'all at? They got, yeah, they got ghosts. That means, that means they disappeared for all of you that don't speak ghetto. And so they, and so they, they disappeared, but that was all right. Why? I already knew I had to call. See, when you know you got the call, it doesn't matter if man doesn't know yet. Amen. I hope I'm preaching to the right folks today. 
if you know that you got the call, you know you heard from God and there was a word from God and you didn't quite understand all of it because I know I didn't. It took me years to understand the call because when a word comes from God, it's full of so much power. He can't give you the understanding all of it at one time. So through life, he will use experiences and situations and people and jobs to help you get to the end result so God can, can straighten out your character. Because you don't have the character to function on the level he's calling you to. So he has to take you through experiences like Joseph. Joseph had to go through the pit. He had to go through Potiphar's house. He had to go through the prison before he obtained the palace. Why? Because he had to learn some character. We got a lot of people with an anointing in church, but they don't have any character. They can preach and prophesy, but they don't know how to treat people. You telling me you can't stay married? You just finished preaching under an anointing and you can't stay married? You need to stop performing and start preaching. Because if you're preaching it, you need to be living it at home. See, a lot of stuff you see on these networks and on television is a performance. That's why you see them, they don't even love God anymore. They wrote Christian books, but now they don't believe God is real because you've been performing. Because your, your private life was a sham. And you can't be powerful publicly unless you're grounded in privately. Am I talking to the right church? Oh, my God. The Bible says eyes have not seen nor ears have heard or neither has entered into the heart of, of man that the, all the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Eyes haven't seen what God wants to do. Your eyes haven't even seen everything that God wants to do. Your ears have never heard. Come on, come on, saints of God. See, I'm talking about the more abundant life. I'm not talking about where you are right now because where you are right now is not where you're going to be. And, and see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Stop worrying about where you are right now. Stop looking at your situation and asking your situation what you're going to be. Go ahead and look at the word of God and see what you're going to be. Somebody say the more abundant life. When you leave here today, man, there should be something stirring inside of you. God is going to give you a vision. He's going to show you something. He's going to give you a dream. He's going to give you a witty idea. He's going to give you an invention. There's something that God can drop and download to you. It can be an invention. It can be a million-dollar idea. God, you might be sitting on a million-dollar idea, but because you've been lazy. See, see, because you got to work at it. You just can't sit back and be sitting in, 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 in your prayer closet talking about, Lord, I want you to bless my business, Lord. Oh, God, uh, come on through, Jesus. Uh, I need you to come through right now, Father. Come on, Lord. And then you done miss 10 customers. I'm telling the truth. Listen, the Bible said in business, be men. You know what that means? Be mature. That means in between customers, you praying. Not while you waiting. No, no. While they in there, you're praying. You know what you're praying? Lord, let them release that money. Money cometh in the name of Jesus. Let them release them dollars. In the name of Y'all know that you ain't in business to go broke. I didn't write books to be broke. Come on, somebody. I bless people with them, but I'm, I'm writing to make some money. Somebody say money. money. Ain't nothing wrong with money. You want some right now? Yeah. Amen. The Bible said the love of it. It didn't say you couldn't have it. How you going to live the more abundant life and you don't have any money? This on the natural side. Right? You, I can't be riding up on a bike. Y'all hear what I'm saying? No, no, no. There should be an outward manifestation of what God is doing to me inwardly. Hello, hello. See, Tika's here. Tika, I hope you're okay with me. I'm going to say it anyway. So, um, and I, I'm only saying it because Tika is a spiritual daughter. I know she's, she's good with this. Tika is a very successful businesswoman. Very successful. Tika works hard. Because if you're going to run a business, you got to work hard on everybody. Because it's yours. Nobody is going to treat your baby like you. You just can't sit back and let somebody else take your baby and do what they want to do with it. 
Amen. I'm not going to sit back and let somebody just take this church and do whatever they want to do with it. This, this, is, this is our baby. Right? So we want to make sure we got stuff in place so that the baby is going to grow. Amen. And so sometimes she can't come to church. You know what? We never say anything to her about that. You know why? She knows where her blessings come from. Tika was given to this church even before she became a partner years ago. Tika got saved in this church. Amen. So we go back a long way. So she's doing what she has to do. Amen. Sometimes when you're running something, you're running your own business, sometimes you just got to say, oh, man, I want to get to church, but I can't because I got to take care of something. Amen. Can I let you off the hook a little bit? That's okay. Because if your heart is still right with God, God will bless you. Right? Because, see, if you're giving, see, a lot of times people are not blessed because they don't give off of their business. And if you're not giving off of your business, then how do you expect God to bless your business? Am I talking to the right church? Amen. I don't even know where that came from. That was the practical stuff. Amen. But that's the more abundant life. I'm trying to help you in the natural and spiritually to live this more abundant life. Guys, guys, this, this is not going to happen in spite of you. It's going to happen because of you. Your destiny is not going to happen in spite of you. Your destiny is going to happen because of you. Amen. You just can't sit back and say, oh, God, I think I'm going to get there. But you don't move. Amen. All right. Let me give you a little bit more of this book. Y'all want some more? All right. See, the Bible says God is able. Mm. God is able. You got to listen to these words. God is able to do exceedingly above all. That's not just life, saints. That's the more abundant life. He said he will do exceedingly. Oh, y'all ain't ready for it. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I thought y'all was ready for it. God said he will do above all. All. Come on. All. All in Greek means all. Everything. All, saints. God is able. And since he's able, you can trust it. Amen. Now, 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 there's a difference between love and trust. I love everybody, but I don't trust everybody. Now, this is a very pra practical stuff right here. You, you can love folks. You don't have to trust them. Amen. We talked about this a little bit yesterday with the men. Because when somebody bet uh, betrays your trust, it, it, it's, it's, you don't just give that back. Right? People got to work for it, and sometimes they never get it back. Amen? And so, so you can love people without trusting them. But I, I wanted to show you something here. I don't have it on the screen, but I want you to do a, a favor for me. I need you to turn to the book of Job. Yeah, Job, sorry. <laughs> Somebody here need a job. Ain't lying. I'm praying for you right now. In the name of Jesus, let that job come. Praise the Lord. Turn to Job, Job 33 and 4 with me very quickly here. I want to show you something that exploded in my heart and in my spirit. This is an amazing text right here, Job 33 and 4. You might want to underline it and highlight it in your Bible, put this in your notes, because this is something that I speak over myself. This is something that's absolutely incredible in the Word of God, and it says that the Spirit of God has made me. I'm going to stop right there because there's a comma. There's some more coming after that, but you got to understand that the Spirit of God made you. Say that with me. Say that with me. The Spirit of God made me. Say it again. And since the Spirit of God made you, you know he, made, he didn't make no junk. Amen. See, see people, people may have treated you like you were junk, but you got to tell yourself the Spirit of God has made me. You didn't make me. My past didn't make me. Past relationships didn't make me. That bully didn't make me. That bad divorce didn't make me. That bad relationship didn't make me. Come on, somebody. What that school teacher said didn't make me. Come on, come on. The Spirit of God See, sometimes I have to say that to myself when things are just not working out. I said, but the spirit of God made me. And the breath of the almighty gives me life. The breath of the almighty gives me life. Not a new job. Not a new career. Not a new spouse. Not a new church. Not a new relationship. Not another check. Not another blessing, but the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Yes. 
See, that breath of the Almighty is what breathes upon you. Come on, somebody. Somebody say the breath of God. See, the breath of God is the Holy Ghost. That's what gives you life. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't really have life. See, it's the breath. It's that breathing. See, God, God breathes. The scripture says that, that, that the scriptures are God breathe. That, that God breathed out the scriptures. Why? Because holy men moved, moved by the Holy Ghost, and they wrote the scriptures. See, you got to have a moving on the inside to know that God is working on your behalf. I know he's working on my behalf because the spirit of God made me and the breath of the almighty gives me light. And see, when I thought about this, then he took me to Ezekiel. See, when you start talking about the spirit moving, he took me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. And see, in the book of Ezekiel, the man of God was lifted up by the locks of his hair. Boy, when God can just pick you up by your head and drop you off somewhere, boy, that's a real move of God. And boy, God picked up the man of God and he dropped him off in a valley. He, he showed him a valley of dry bones, which is a type of the church. See, the church has gotten dry and disconnected come on somebody and so he spoke to the man of God he said can these bones live what do you see Ezekiel that's the same question God speaks to me I look out at the church and I see dry bones and he speaks to me can these bones live John and I don't even have the faith for it and he didn't have the faith for it he said I, I don't know God knows that's what he said God knows he didn't even have a proper answer. He said, God knows. He said, he told the man of God, he said, prophesy. Oh, God. He said, prophesy. In other words, he said, give him a word. Oh, God. See, there's nothing like getting the word of God that will bring things together in your life because the word is quick and powerful. And it'll divide between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. See, the word of God is a powerful thing because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. Come on, somebody. The word of God is a powerful thing. Job, Job, in the Bible, Job said that the breath of the Almighty gives me life you know what the breath is the word of God Amen. come on the word is powerful in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God and all things were made by him and there was nothing made without him it's the word of God Jeremiah said thy words I did eat them and thy words was like joy and rejoicing to my soul come on somebody the word of God you got to have the word. When he prophesied to those dry bones, the Bible said bones begin to come together and there was a noise in the valley because when the word goes forth, there should be a noise that go forth and they were coming together, bone to his bone. Nothing like the word of God to have you connected to the right people. See, the bones knew where to connect. You can't be connected to every bone. You can't be connected to every relationship. You can't be connected to everything that's going on. When the word comes forth, the word will show you who you need to be connected to. Bone to his bone. Come on, somebody. And the Bible said, even though the bones came together, they were still slain. It's not enough to get the word of God. You got to have the power of God. They came together, but they were still slain. I truly believe that there is a special anointing for people who have been slain, people who have been forgotten about it, people who have been disenfranchised by other people. You've been slain and you've been dry, but the word of God is coming for you to bring it all together. But then he told him to do something different. He said, now nah, you got to speak to the wind. Come on, somebody. Come on. He spoke to the wind. Yes, God. He spoke to the wind and he said, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on they that have been slain, that they may live. The same word for life, the same word active, vigorous, blessed. So God don't want to just bring you together. He don't want you just to assemble here in this church. He wants to fill you with the spirit of God. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Why? So you can live the more abundant life. Glory to God. Man, breathe, breathe, breathe on me. Breathe on dead and dry bones in this place. God said, I'll breathe on dead and dry dreams. He said, he'll breathe on dead and dry prophecies. Come on, somebody. 
dead and dry things has been in your life. Your life has been dry. I'm talking to somebody right now. You've been dry. You know you've been dry because you've been trying to pray and you can't get a prayer through. You've been trying to read the word and nothing makes sense because you're dry. And you got to be in a place where you get the word of God, but you got to be in a place where you can get the power of God. The word is not enough. The word will help you hook it together, baby. But you can need more than just the word of God. You got to have the Holy Ghost. Am I talking to the right church today? All right, I just got three things I'm going to share with you, and then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I feel like laying hands today. Somebody's going to get full of the Holy Ghost today. Somebody's going to get full of the Holy Ghost today. So here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that one either. All right, I want to talk about three areas of a Christian's experience. I want to get these out of the way real quickly because you are in one of these three areas right now. So the first area is a cup life. See, some people got a cup life experience. Psalm 116 and 12, it says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of his salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And we know in Psalms 23, 5, it says, My cup run over. But the cup is not enough. The cup experience is a very shallow experience. See, the cup experience is a law-based experience because it's in the Old Testament. See, a cup-based experience is very shallow because, you know, if you're real thirsty, a cup. Come on, I'm talking about you've been running. I mean, you've been, let's say you've been running for your life and somebody want to give you some water. They say, you want some water? Yeah, I want some water. And so they give you a cup and you're going to look at them like, what, what is this? Right? Where's where, where the rest of it, right? See, that's, that's what a cup experience will, will make you ask, where's the rest of it? See, 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 but it's not you asking, it's God. It's God is saying, where's the rest of you? Why are you only giving me a cup to fill? See, some of y'all come to worship and all you bring to God is a cup. Oh, no, I ain't talking bad about nobody. I'm just talking to the person in your seat right now. And see, sometimes you're going to have to bring more than just a cup. And see, when you open up your heart and you lift your hands to God, that, that's bigger than a cup. Come on, somebody. And see, you, you can't expect God to give you overflow when all you bring God is a cup. God, I want the overflow. And then, you, then this is how you worship. Or, or this is your worship posture. Yeah, you a cup. Yeah, you a cup. I'm calling you a cup. Why? Because that's the highest level you'll ever obtain is a cup. See, right there, you'll just have life, but that's it. Yeah, you'll be saved. You'll go to heaven, but you ain't going to do much on the earth. Somebody say cup. So they say, Lord, deliver me from a cup life. See, but let me give you the second. Let me give you the second. There's only three. Somebody says only three. Let me give you the second. Now, this one, this one, this one, this one is a little bit better. However, it's a well life. This is a well experience. And see, we know this one from John chapter 4 with the Samaritan woman and Jesus began. See, Jesus is a living well, but Jesus was talking about a natural well. And Jesus came to this Samaritan woman and he said, girl, I, I got some water. That would tear you up, girl. You drink this water right here, girl. It would be a well of living water springing up to everlasting life. Is that not what he said? It is a well of living water. Something inside of you begins to go to another level, right? Something is beginning to stir. It's more than a cup, but it's just a well. And so what, one thing about a well you got to understand is the water in a well can become stagnant. See, some of y'all have become stagnant. Your worship is stagnant. Your reading is stagnant. Your, 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 your prayer time is stagnant. Because why? You're a well. It's more than a cup, but you're just a well. And, and it shows in your prayer. Well, well, if God be God. And well, if it's the will of God. And yeah, you got a well life experience. That's it. You're not going to go any further than that well. Well, if God did it. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, I wish God would do something. Well, I wish somebody else would do something. Well, 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 well. You got a well life. And listen, that well life is just life. It's just salvation. Why? Because he said it will be 
a spring coming up out of you to what? Everlasting life. That's salvation. That's salvation. Some of y'all might have a well life right now. But, but, you, but, you, but you're better than a cup. But that's not what God wants you. Y'all want this third one? No, let's just pray and go home right now. Come on and lift your hands in the name of Jesus. in a church that wanted to preach it or preach more. <laughs> Y'all sure? Are you ready? Are you sure? <laughs> see, when you got a river life experience, see, rivers flow. Rivers are always fresh. Let me tell you something about a river. A river will carve through rock. Come on, somebody. Because we, we can go to the Grand Canyon. I've been there. Never seen it before in my life with my own eyes. But it's beautiful. I've never seen it. So I'll, I'll let y'all know next week. So we're getting ready to go to the Grand Canyon. And I know through that, man, these rivers have, have, have created these canyons. Right? Because rivers flow. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost flows. Come on, somebody. And see... A river don't care how hard something is. It's just going to keep on flowing. Rivers don't care if there's rock under the bottom. Come on, somebody. Because rivers are going to keep on flowing. Rivers don't care if there are trees in front of it. Because rivers are going to keep on. See, when you got rivers of the Holy Ghost, it just keeps on flowing, baby. Life will hit you, but the Holy Ghost keeps on flowing. Woo! Glory to God. Somebody shout rivers. Come on, put your hand on your belly and say, Lord, release rivers inside of me. There should be a fire, fire, fire inside of you. A river that's being released right now, inside of you right now. You don't have time for a cup experience. You don't have time for a well experience. You got to have a river inside of you, saints of God. You got to have the Holy Ghost flowing. There must be a moving of the Spirit upon you. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina 28079 or on the web c3churchnc.org or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org